One witch is powerful. A coven of witches is unstoppable. Want to go deeper in your craft with the support of your basic witches? Then join our coven on Patreon. We have three tantalizing tiers with ad-free episodes, shout-outs on the pod, monthly card pulls, and girl talk, where you get to connect with us one-on-two. So, are you a basic witch, boss witch, or our best witch? We can't wait to see you in the coven. Hexo, hexo. Basic witches. Basic witches. I mean, we're witches. <laughs> Basically. Which, please, stop subconsciously hating yourself, shoulding all over yourself, and for the love of goddess, stop thinking you have to do it all on your own. This witch is haha here to help. Find me on sexandthesynchronicity.com for coaching, courses, card pulls, and deep XX exploration through erotic art. Fortune favors the bold, so be bold, be that witch, and head to sexandthesynchronicity.com. Hey witches, Leah here. You know my all-time favorite thing to talk about is manifestations, synchronicities, and going for the goals. So if you're ready to put your feminine energy in the front seat and whoa manifest some sh Wait, are you really gonna bleep out sh I can't say sh This is my commercial. Anyway, what are you waiting for? It's can or never. Join my four-week manifestation course, buy my deck, art, and more by going to www.leahknauer.com. L-E-A-H-K-N-A-U-E-R.com. What up, witches? Happy Witchy Wednesday. It's Leah Knauer. And Rachel LaForest, your basic witches. And we've got a pro-witch in the house, Daniela Arango. She is a spiritual witch of all the types she can mm -hmm. tap in and channel which she does for the collective yes. so stick around for the end of the episode for that yeah you're gonna feel like you're going to another dimension listening to this conversation for sure mm. yes leah see what you did there <laughs> thank you <laughs> and you're gonna learn a lot about your witchy wi-fi um and if you want to hop on the actual wi-fi and go ahead and give us a five-star iTunes review in the intranet. That would be so appreciated. The intranet. I like that. <laughs> you know, it's like intra and inter. Inter means between. Intra means within. So I was I was kind of like... Oh, I like that. Yeah. Go within yourself on the internet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and join our Patreon. <laughs> While you're at it. Yeah. You know, the link to do all those good things is in the uh bio of our instagram at basic witches um there's not a lot else we need to cover before getting in i'm just so excited to hear what you guys think about this fascinating episode yes and if you enjoy it please leave us a five star itunes review we read them we love them and they really help this show spread to help even more people so help us help other people but first Enjoy this amazing episode with Daniela Arango. So you're in Sweden, Daniela. 
Yes. For a few years now. Yeah, I've been here for almost four years. Oh, that's so cool. I've, um, how's it different from Colombia? Well, (laughs) everything. (laughs) I think the biggest thing here in Sweden, it's the, the weather, you know, we have six months of winter. That's pretty tough when you come from such a tropical country, even though I lived in LA and I lived in Miami, but again, all those are super sunny. Um, so over here, the six month winter and the darkness is quite intense, Mm. but I love it here. How do you deal with that? Because a lot of listeners, um, like I know we have a lot of listeners in Canada and places that have a lot of winter. How do you deal with like the depressing side? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Absolutely. You know, I think it, it hits you differently depending on which, like every year for me, it's very different, but what you eat is super important because, you know, that Mm. nourishes your body, how much water you're taking, how much you're resting. I remember the first year I was like, LA girl, you know, Miami slash Colombia and slash all the, you know, tropical things. And I was like, I'm going to just go for it. And in winter, you cannot be the same person that you're in summer. You've got to rest a lot. You got to adjust (laughs) a lot. And that just hit me hard. I was like, whoa, what's going on? So I think, like nature going with the seasons it's what's helped me like rest when it's dark take it easy do these things but like flow with it instead of against it Mm -hmm. oh man i've i've been to sweden and i really liked it it felt like so clean i felt like where 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 in sweden um what's the like i'm blanking on yeah yeah yeah. i mean i stayed in stockholm and then just like went around um why is it called stockholm syndrome i feel like that really gives stockholm a bad rap (laughs) i have no idea but yes (laughs) i'm pretty sure that the origin of that is actually in america with um the hearst girl daughter of the hearst empire um you know media media empire when she was when she was taken captive and and what it means is to like basically be brainwashed into supporting your captors like thinking yeah. they're right mm-hmm. but but I don't know why why they pick Stockholm yeah, I don't know like a war or something I want to look into that <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> me too now I'm like we're kind of curious but yeah, yeah I have no idea I'm sure yeah. my these, are the, these are the curiosities we come up with on this show <laughs> like what very good question though yeah. oh you know what I'm curious about <laughs> this idea that you promote of like spiritual wi-fi Yes. Of like making your, your divine channeling into like a Wi-Fi. Please tell us Ooh, more. Yes. Yeah. So like, it, if you think about it, it is. So when we tap into our Wi-Fi, right, we tap into like endless information and endless, like, like this cloud of so much. And it's the same when I teach how to channel, I teach how to connect. It's the same thing. It's like tapping into your individual Wi-Fi that has like, a portal into certain um, information. So as if you go like online in your computer, like when you research something, what comes up for you is very different to what's going to come up for me, depending on where you are in which in your country that you are, where you've been looking into, like there's so much filters, which not a great thing, but you know, there <laughs> are. So, but it's the same thing with us. So when we're being a channel and we're tapping into our own Wi-Fi, the way we download messages and the way we tap into the unseen realms, it's very different than anybody else. And I think a lot of the times when we're trying to do what everybody else is doing and to have the same, 
response when it comes to because a lot is like oh well but I asked for the same message but mine didn't came this way and it's like of course it didn't like mm. look at who you are look at where you are look at your energy look at you, mm. you know all the things so there's so much similarities to the wi-fi and our own way of navigating the internet as we're navigating these other realms and dimensions and all the things that we tap into when we go into channeling Oh, like for, for someone who may not like, for someone listening, who may not know what channeling is, how do you break that down into layman's term? What is it to channel? And some people don't know what, how Wi-Fi works either. You know, it's like, if you know how Wi-Fi works, please (laughs) tell us. (laughs) Yes. So Wi-Fi for dummies is your internet. (laughs) So how you connect to other people and, but for channeling, the way I see channeling, it literally is like your channeling is tapping into source, tapping into energy and energy has information. Mm. So channeling is literally tapping into energy and the translation of that energy into your language, into images, into things that you can make sense of. So channeling simply is tapping into something that it's undescribable and translating that into something that you can communicate. Wow. Okay. This is really fascinating to me because sometimes I feel like I believe that we're in a simulation and, oh, and, or something that's all made up of information. And that's kind of what you're describing that like, Mm -hmm. So do do you see source as just like infinite information? Pretty much, you know, because everything, like if you, if you, if you tap into a table, if you tap into this microphone, if you tap into anything, it has information. And if we look into it and we kind of break it down, it's energy. So what we see is just a compilation of energy together that creates a mass that creates a thing so in our realm in our 3d realm which is the physical realm what we see what we can touch you know the matter the heavier the energy and the more accumulated it's together it creates something but Mm. when we go up in higher dimensions and everything has more space and is less dense per se then it's harder to see it's like faster energy but then at the end of the day like everything is energy and what is energy it's information Mm, yeah. Okay. That this like just makes me have so many more questions such as like, <laughs> like what other dimensions do you pick up on? What, mm. how do you explain that? Super interesting question. So I think, you know, there's so much talk about dimensions and like the difference of dimensions. And the, the true thing is it's like, we're always in all the dimensions. It's just our awareness can tap only to so much and our 3d awareness like i think what what is harder for us including myself is the fact that the 12 dimension is almost uncomprehendable to our third dimensional mind <sighs> so it's not that we don't live in it like we're part of it we're in it uh-huh but it's just that what we can tap into with the logics and with the physical and with the like things that we can make sense of it's only up to the third, maybe even fourth, if we're like tap into our emotions and our energy. Um, but when we go up to the fifth dimension, we go into subtleties, like faster energy, excitement. You know, when you are in like pure ecstasies and it's like, you're like in your body, but you're like somewhere else that it's like higher and higher dimensions. And when people go into like 
plant medicine or, you know, trips that, you know, shut off your logic mind that's how you can tap into like what like i've never done mushrooms but i'm i'm guessing you know what you would yeah. see when you do mushrooms <laughs> but it's confirm. because your logic right <laughs> yeah we, we can confirm <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. it's because the logic of 3d is shut off so then you start to see mm-hmm. what <gasps> and that's the understanding of like we're in it. Oh, like, psychedelics yeah. like changed my life for real because it changed how I view the world. Now I see it so beautifully. And like, when I look at my skin, I see all these colors that I didn't mm-hmm. see before and the veins and yeah, it's so amazing. So do you believe that there's like infinite dimensions? Well, I mean, I'm, I would think so. I have no idea yeah. how to prove it. What I do mm-hmm. believe, like for me, I think the idea of the 12 dimension, like it's broad enough for me to just, you know, because when we think about like, there's no time, there's no space, it's just oneness because the 12 dimension is just it, one dot, oh. that's all. Whoa. So for me, that's like, whoa, wait a second. So I think I'm there <laughs> higher than the 12. I don't know. Like, I don't know what that would look like, but I think one of the biggest things when it comes to dimension is the understanding of like, if we didn't have the need to explain things logically, we could tap into so much more. Mm-hmm. But also, the, I think it's important to say the acknowledgement and the compassion to the fact that we do have a logic brain and that we do are like we are humans and we also need to honor that because I think a lot of the times we bash on the human it's like oh you human bad 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 you know just because we want to understand the lot like we want to go into this whole Mm. super dimensions but it's also super important to understand that like we're here for a reason so it's crazy it's almost like the brain is a double-edged sword like it's the reason mm-hmm. that we can understand all of this you know more than animals but it's also like we can't make sense of it because there's so much we don't know but then that makes me question Leah like do animals actually live in higher dimensions than us we because will never know they're, because they're not spending time with the logic as Thinking much they're more working. emotion and instinct Absolutely. yeah I think that they do. Like, if you think about it, like, for example, cats, like, I'm so fascinating by cats. Like, they live in their own freaking magical world. (laughs) And I think they walk like, you know what? Mm. I'm in the 12. Like, I don't care about anybody or anything. I'm just, like, in it. And, like, a trip. I mean, they they look like they're in mushrooms all the time. Just like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm actually fostering three like two or two or four week old kittens right now, like literally picked them up last night. So the fact that you brought up cats, is like really cool. (laughs) Also Mm -hmm. cats like effortlessly became the stars of the internet. Like they didn't do anything. (laughs) They are not putting any effort in, you know? I mean, I didn't know there was an entire world of cats on the internet. It was my partner who started to send me a couple of them and I was like, they're cute, they're cute. I want more, Uh I want more, 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 more. And then all all of a sudden this- this entire world I'm like what is going on with oh, cats yeah. what if the 12th dimension is just cats yeah. <laughs> everything cats <laughs> everything cats I have a friend that I strictly we send cat videos back and forth that's like our oh yeah main... that's a thing with my partner and I appreciate sure. yes <laughs> but I thought it was just us we're super weird but no I think this is a thing 
Yeah, dude. They're okay. Fascinating. Okay. Because they're so smart and wise and intuitive at like even these four week olds. I'm like, you're already so smart. You're just so tiny. You don't comprehend how smart you are. But maybe they do though. And they're like, you are the one that doesn't understand that yeah, we're already like, put me down. They're just <laughs> like fucking <yeah>. giant. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they have attitude because they're like, I don't want to waste my time with you. Like I think so. You're so dumb compared to mm-hmm. me. Um sure. Like what, what happens when, like, do you think it has something to do with control too, the humanness? Oh yeah. What, what do you, what are your thoughts on Mm. that with control, with tapping in? Yes. I think that we have this survival instinct that kicks in for our protection, but also nowadays it kicks in all the time. So when we have an idea, whatever is it that we want to do, there's always this like fear that taps in that saying, look out for this and look out for this and look out for this and look out for this. And that's the nature, but it was created and it's here to protect us in a way, but also it protects us too much, you know, like Mm -hmm. a mother that it's like, to mother like it's like you know try to protect the child from everything and that's pretty much how I see fear it's like you know the overprotective mother that it's like look out for this and look out for this and look out for this so when it comes to the control it's like our own instinct of making sure that we are safe all the time and and of course that's one part of it but there is so much more that we want to control in order to make sense of things Like a lot of the times when it comes to, for example, my clients and we talk about quantum leaping, I think one of the biggest things that stops us from quantum leaping and creating like the unimaginable and creating things that are not logical, it's the control part because Mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, but if I don't, if I can't see it, if I can't make sense of it, is it safe? Can I, is it possible? And then that's where we get stopped. Mm -hmm. And with quantum leaping, are you talking about like instant manifestations and stuff? Yeah, it's like tapping into, because if we think about it, if we go back to the 12 dimension, now, everything, all the time. So everything is available now. So how does one, and maybe this is a lot to unpack, but how does one get there to get that instant manifestation? Or to Well, I think that the, the, the biggest thing for us is like to get our minds there. Like if you think about it, if I ask you right now to close your eyes and to feel joy in your body, to feel bliss in your body, to feel excesses in your body, it's there. That energetic frequency is available all the time. Mm. But it's really easy. Then the cat comes in and says like, eh, hello. And you're like, oh, oh, what's happening? What do I do? And we tapped out of it like right away. So then we're like, yeah, okay, whatever. So how to bring that into the physical form, we have to move it through the body into the birthing of the physical form. And that's the part that it's the hardest because we get into controlling, we get into how the way we think it's going to happen. Like right Mm. now, you probably don't, can't even imagine that like, let's say a billionaire calls you like, hey, Rachel, hey, Leah, uh, I just want to transfer you 500,000. Is that okay? Yeah, that's okay. But you know what I mean? Like those things don't really make sense to us. We're not expecting them. We're not like, you know, waiting on them. We're not uh, calling them in with our reality. What we're calling in with our reality is like, I need to go to this, I need to go to this grocery store, buy some milk and buy some, you know, I don't know, pancakes Mm -hmm. or whatever it is that you want to buy. So 
it's the mind is the one that is either repelling or bringing these things to to our reality and the i think literally today one of my i do these things in my instagram that's called ask daniela so you can come and ask me any other questions i don't know if you follow human design but i'm a reflector so basically Oh, me too. <laughs> yeah, and, and there's so few of us. Oh, yeah, I know. Woo-hoo. Wow, I can't believe we were in a conversation. Yeah, this is so rare right now. Found okay. each other. So reflector, yeah, go yeah. on. Yes. Right. So it's easy. Like it's if you ask the questions out of me, if you pull the wisdom out of me, it's the best way. So that's how I interact with my followers. And they were asking me. Um, she was saying, "Wait, I lost the threat. What was that? Okay, it was, on, so, it was on Ask Daniela, and it was like." Well, we were talking mm. about the, the mind is what limits, um, right, right. You'll get it. The instant what manifestation. Today. This happens all the time. It's okay. You'll get it. Right. Yes. So she yes. said, yes. So she said, <laughs> she's like, how do I maintain my frequency in this? Like, you know, unlimited possibilities all the time. Is it that I just need to do it a couple of times a day? Or is it just, you know, once a day, how do I do it? And the thing that I told her is the thing about tapping into unlimited possibilities is that there are unlimited possibilities. So if you're tapping in with a weird frequency, that's what you're calling in, baby. So make sure that when you are tapping into the quantum for like massive and, and, you know, instant manifestation that you're tapping into a frequency that it's gonna co like I think doc, uh, Dr. Joy Dispenza is the one that talks mm-hmm. about coherence, right? So it's mm-hmm. like whatever you're in coherence of, whatever it's like the matching frequency is the one that's gonna be attracted. So if you are here sitting feeling awful about something that just happened with your partner, and what you actually need to do is to feel your body and feel and like give love to your human, process your emotions, feel through the body, be in this moment. But what we tend to do is like, actually, let me go into the quantum and let me try to manifest this job that I really want so that I don't have to feel whatever bullshit is happening, Mm. happening right now. Mm. And what we do is we go and play in the quantum where unlimited possibilities are and we're in an off frequency. So we're not manifesting what we want. We manifest what we are being. Mm. and who we are being is having a problem with a partner (laughs) yeah okay this is so crazy because you're reflecting what is going on for me right now also Mm. so you're only the second reflector I've met in my life and um former yeah same here (laughs) former guest Moira Michelle um hooked me up with the first one I met and it was so funny because when she put us in touch she was like I don't know if this is going to create an infinity chamber of mirrors, but like <laughs> oh. two reflectors are about to meet. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, what do you do when two reflectors? Because we are like, it was like, what What do we see each other? What, what do we see in each other? I'm right, like, right. Because you just, because we are not really our own energy. So then mm-hmm. to each, yeah. But um, that's what's happening in my life. And that was going to be kind of my question because I, I just had a breakup and like, um, I feel a ton of pain and, um, I have also felt the usual capitalism in my brain of be productive. Um, but I've been not, which is like the first time in my life. I feel like I've finally learned that when you're in these emotions, you do not need to be productive. You just need to feel and heal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So your advice is like affirming. So you will be productive, not just in the way your brain, logical controlling mind wants you to think right. and do. So for example, 
there is this course that I'm creating right now that it's called liberation and is the alchemy of our emotions through mm. the body. So a lot of the things is that we have these emotions in the head and we try to fix them in the head. And the head is like, well, uh, problem number one, you go here, your strategy uh, chart. Uh, problem number two, here, strategy, uh, get more people, get more clients, call these people. And the emotions are like, that's not how you feel the emotions. You don't fix the emotions. You don't fix your feelings. You feel the emotions mm-hmm. and you feel the, the feelings through the body to alchemize that into space, into whatever mm-hmm. it wants to create. So mm-hmm. if you have whatever is moving in your body right now, whatever it's your, your human is feeling, when you move that through from the head of the mm-hmm. rationalizing of your breakup and the sadness of that, because even the stories, we're addicted to the stories that we justify. And, you know, we're like, actually, I'm feeling this way because this and this and this. And so, I'm right, right? Because of this and this and this. And we just go mm-hmm. into a story that creates even more drama. And it's like, oh my gosh. Oh yeah. So if we if we just go back to the emotion, sad, sadness, I'm, I'm feeling sad. And then that sad emotion, you bring it down to the body and you process that through the body in the alchemy of the body, then you can shift that into a different emotion because you soften it. I always talk about like softening the emotions, like, when you're resisting the emotion, it's trying to get stronger and stronger and stronger to be seen and to be heard and to be acknowledged. So the more we feel it, the more it softens and eventually it dissolves. And when it dissolves, that's alchemy, right? So it dissolves from one emotion into another. And then you have a space in your body mm-hmm. to another emotion or to another emotion. And I talk about also about home frequency, our home frequency, our truth frequency is we feel that's it like our truth it's very neutral our truth is i feel that's it whatever we put after that is a story and then you know it's a kind of like a drama and an opinion and judgment exactly Mm -hmm. but if we are able to use these emotions without a story like the most beautiful experience that i've ever had in Mm -hmm. my life it's being able to move through an emotion without a story because emotions are beautiful like it's it's alive i was gonna say it's it's a thing yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and moving through that without emotion because i was was saying the other day so when i have these rituals that i do i was in the living room and i was like i was actually i'm gonna tell the whole story so i was I was doing a three-day free masterclass and I was holding a lot of energy for people. And usually when I do this free masterclasses, more people than normal come into my world and it's a lot for me to hold. Usually when you come into a session with me, I, I do this thing that I reflect your body. So I'm in your body. So if you need to cry, I will cry. If you, I burp a lot, I do all these things, you know, to release into your body. So imagine that with like, you know, hundred or 200 people in one of my classes and I'm feeling all of this and I just need it to release. And, and when people don't release, I help them. So after two days of that class, I went into the living room and I was just like, I was like, I need to literally alchemize his emotions. So I started alchemizing the emotions, yelling, screaming. I mean, I look like a crazy person. And then I'm there, literally, if you were to look like peek into the window, you would say like somebody died. This woman is going crazy. Like, whoa, I'm screaming, I'm yelling, I'm crying as if like, I'm literally grieving somebody. 
And one of my, like, when we do that and we have such a connection with our masculine, our masculine is the container that is a safe part of us that it's like, what do you need, baby? Mm. And then, so when we put ourselves in that, like, okay, now I'm going to do this. This is my container. The worst thing that you want is either a story to justify what you're moving to or anybody to fix you. And my mm -hmm. partner, we have a very small apartment. So I'm in the living room in my yoga mat, screaming, dancing, you know, yelling, crying. <laughs> and he's in the couch reading like, a book. <laughs> let, her, let her go. <laughs> Literally like reading a book. And then I'm there like, you know, an hour, 45 minutes. And then I come out like, <laughs> you know, that kind of yeah. crying that you're just like choking. <laughs> and then I just come out, you know, wipe up my tears. And then I'm like, babe, what are we going to have for lunch? And then he's oh. like, I don't know what do you want. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. Should we order in? Like nothing yeah. is happening. But I think that's mm -hmm. the thing. It's like, if we can trust our bodies and trust our alchemy and trust yeah. our human experience and understand our home frequency, then we can have this mm -hmm. thing. And literally like those experiences are, again, as I would think a trip in, you know, mushrooms or whatever. It's like mm -hmm. so static. It's like, whoa, I'm alive. Mm -hmm. It's oh. so good. Okay. Two things. I'm thinking it should be, I feel, therefore I am. Instead of, Ooh. I think, therefore I am the, the famous phrase yeah. of like how, you know, you're alive. It should be, I feel therefore I am. Yeah. Secondly, we, there is a concept of, um, letting babies cry. Like they teach that to parents that you, you can't always run in the room and sue them. You're supposed to let them cry. I've heard that and mm -hmm. not fix it. It's like, mm -hmm. it's like part of allowing them to develop. And so in, um, in rehab, they, when someone is crying, cause I went to rehab when I was 19, when someone is crying, you're not supposed to touch them or console them or like hug them in any way. You're supposed to let them process the feelings and feel mm -hmm. as if they are safe to express and no one needs to like come and save them or, or yeah, it's kind of the same concept. It's really interesting. Yeah. I mean, if my partner would have gotten up and asked me, I mean, that would have been really weird if it happened. But if you would have come in and, and tried to help me, I would have been so pissed. Right? Like, Who are you to break into this I'm masterpiece? Feeling... Yeah. <laughs> this is my art. I am I'm feeling here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. I've been thinking of my future self lately as like, she already exists in a future dimension. I'm just catching up to her. And once I meet that dimension, I'll have to create a new future me in my mind to catch up then. So it's kind of like, it never stops, but it feels, it feels fun. It feels like a video game. Yeah. You know, I, I talk about this a lot in one of my courses about the future self and that kind of activation, because the thing is like, think about roads, there's endless roads and they're parallel to each other. So what we do when we move into a different version of us and through somatics, through healing, through alchemy, like when we do this kind of work and we're actually able to shift into another lane per se, like another timeline, um, that's, you know, we say future self, but the thing is, think about time as a, as a circle, not as a line. So time, it's not a line like past, present, future, but time is happening. You're in the middle and it's just all happening at the same time. And when we think about that, we think about if it's happening all the times and past, present, future, like all of the versions of who you are are available to you now. 
Mm-hmm. It's just different lines. Like when we switch timelines, as people talk about, is that we tune into a different frequency of who we are. Therefore, whatever we bring from the quantum, whatever we bring as a reflection of that, it's different. So if we move through somatics and we do, for example, the kind of practice that I just shared, you know, the alchemization of your energies, what happens is the somatics of your body are going to shift and then therefore you're going to attract different things to you. That's Mm. your future self. We love to call it future self, but it's just another version. It's just another version. It's just another version. Mm -hmm. So talking about the future self, usually I talk about like my highest self. So that's the one that I'm always evolving into, always evolving into, Mm. always evolving into, like catching up to that like what's my elevated self would do here so one of my practices all the time and i and i love you know what you're saying about catching up to her because mm-hmm. one thing is to go towards and one thing is to go from her so if you go towards her you're still you but if mm-hmm. you are from her then you're making decisions based on her right now or she or you know i guess him. i just meant in terms of like accomplishments and like intangible things that i can't force right now but mm-hmm. like in, in, i am embodying the feeling of like i am future her right. now but like tangibly in accomplishments in career and kind of stuff i'm catching up to the future yes Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. But then you are doing that because you just explained it very beautifully. You are doing that by doing it from her, not Mm -hmm. towards her. So from Mm -hmm. her. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like tapping into her and coming from that place. Mm -hmm. Do you think that we like shift shift dimensions or universe like in sci-fi movies when like, um like a universe splits and now we're in this one you know what I mean like a multiverse mm-hmm. type theory that's interesting actually I've never hmm I've never looked into that or thought about that I don't know okay <laughs> the, re- Valid answer. <laughs> the reason I ask is because so I'm a double Scorpio and a reflector. So I'm also all about feeling in the body. No feelings are wrong. Always a feeler. Um, all the darkness, not afraid of it. Um, and and I'm also really intuitive because of all that. Yeah. And um, like with this breakup, it's felt very wrong. Like I've never experienced before where it felt like like the whole world shifted into another dimension. I'm sorry, because it's like, it's a scary feeling to have as as such an intuitive person for something to feel so wrong. Like it feels like, it feels like we shifted and I got stuck Mm. in this dimension, but I'm supposed to be in this other one where it went a different way. And I've never felt that. I feel for you. I know exactly what you're describing. It's like how fast, um, your reality and even identity can change. Yeah, it feels like we jumped tracks and we're on the other parallel line that you described and like, it's wrong. It doesn't feel right, which is so weird to feel. You know what I think when it comes to, because I was thinking about this the other day, did you live with your partner? No, (laughs) that was a huge point of contention, but no. And you were together for a while? Yeah, like two and a half years. Okay. So I think that with reflectors, our world because we don't have anything that is constant. What we do have constant are the people in our lives and the places in our lives. So your world, it's based on the constant people in your life. 
So a lot of the times, and this sound, this is going to sound really crazy. And I know this and I don't like, I don't like it, but it, it is, is that this experience is very unpersonal to us. Uh-huh. I get that. So your own experience of life was probably because of your intimate relationship with him or with her, I'm not sure. Um, then it was probably him or hers, not yours. Mm-hmm. So when you split, then now you are in no world at all because you are open to mm-hmm. a lot right now. So nothing is constant as it was before. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? That does make sense. And I even told Leah, I don't take this breakup personally at all. I know it's not personal mm-hmm. and that goes to reflector because yeah. like no- none of the energy is really ours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though but we also can personal feel it all. In the fact that, right, no, exactly. <laughs> but also personal in the fact that like your life before was lived through him. Mm. Your, your, probably your filter also was like through his energy. You were living life through his uh, glasses. And then now it's like no glasses. And you're like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. So blurry oh. here. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Where are my glasses? Right. It's like, I can't see yeah. anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have my contacts in. <laughs> yes. yes. Damn. So Daniela, I want to know about you. You're obviously so wise. How did you get into this work? Yeah. So thanks for asking. And I think I started this work such a long time ago in terms of personal development and personal understanding. And I think one of that is, of course, a reflector and being super intuitive. But it started with, at the beginning, you know, breaking free from, so I used to live in Miami with my family. And I just, you know, always felt super anxious and like I never fit in and so much going on. And I decided, you know, in a whim that I was going to move to LA. So I moved to LA and in LA, of course, you know, coming from Miami, which was like a lot of partying and, and a lot of alcohol, a lot of, you know, late nights and drama and all of this, I came to LA to like, there is fitness and there is health and like (laughs) (laughs) totally so but my world shifted so much and Mm -hmm. I started to work at this restaurant and I so when I was a kid I had this motorcycle accident and I lost my left heel so like my left leg it's it's a little bit not 100% there so I was working at a restaurant and I was standing a lot for like eight hours 12 hours sometimes and my foot was just giving up so I was I was having a lot of back pain and knee pain Mm. so I was like let's try this yoga LA thing let's let's see (laughs) (laughs) and then you know it started me that's how my whole journey started I became a yoga teacher uh, Mm. and then I started um just doing yoga trainings and working with people and understanding Hinduism and understanding spirituality. And eventually I had this, like I was at the time playing it super safe, but then I had uh, a near death experience that really shook things for me. And then I went to Bali for Mm -hmm. three months and that's when I was like, okay, I'm going to own this witch identity thing. Here it is. Mm-hmm. Yes. Wow. The journey of the witch. Mm-hmm. I yep. also had a near death experience. And, yeah. and, a, and those a, are not fun. 
And before that, a freak medical experience where I lost my eyesight for a month and a half. And I just feel like witches just, this is the story. Like we go through these Mm -hmm. insane things. Mm -hmm. So. So insane. And it's like, but you know, sometimes when, for example, when people come and work with me and then we're like, okay, this is what we're going to shift. And then we put it out into the universe and we kind of cast a spell per se, and then shit goes down. They're like, wait, this is not what I ordered. And I'm like, no, this is, is what you order. It's just, you got to go through the story, baby. Like you got to go through it, through the, like, you know, letting go of so much that we have and to wake the heck up to actually create the space for the things that are coming. I feel like for me, I needed to move through so much. I, you know, was not, I don't know why this was, but I I was learning through pain for a long time. Mm -hmm. So going through pain was the most catalyst experiences for me. And until I understood, actually, you don't have to now. Like, oh, okay. (laughs) switch. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But anyway, I think we go through like all this experience because we need to be shook. Like we need to literally be shaken into like, hello, done, done, wake up. What are you doing? So what are some stories or what's like a top story from one of your clients? Hmm. Top story for one of my clients in terms of what you were able to shift or what their what they ordered and what they got, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So just one of my clients recently um, who just finished working with me this week, actually. So when she came to me, she had this brand that it was kind of like, it was a really nice brand. She was already making a lot of money and having a really successful brand. Um, but the thing about it is like, she was playing a lot safe, uh, like being the good girl and saying what everybody wanted to hear and just playing playing small and trying to trying to be what everybody wanted her to be and what she thought her clients and saying the things that everybody was saying. So it's like a copy of like Mm -hmm. a lot of programming um, based on how she grew up and based of, of all the things. So then she was like, I just, I just want to, I just want to, the thing she's like, I just want to learn a little bit about channeling. Like, I feel like I'm a little bit of a witch, but I don't know. So I'm just going (laughs) to learn a little bit. And, you know, from one session, it went into a four month uh, journey together And the thing about it is like, she continues to say, she's like, actually, it's not like we did anything, but everything changed it, changed. Like, Mm -hmm. I actually don't know, like you'd never told me to do anything, but what is happening? So what happened in this this thing together is that we discovered that she was filtering emotions in her body. So she wasn't feeling completely at all. Mm -hmm. And that she was pretty much having a brand that was covering all of this so she never felt connected to to actually her audience she never felt connected to her mission she wasn't tapping into her witch she wasn't tapping into channeling for people and holding deep transformational for people but that whole thing was like you know she was like and you never told me what to do but it felt like my whole world just crashed I was like, I don't know. I don't know who I am. I don't know what my brand is. I don't like all the identities and all the structures Mm. that I have built came crashing down. And now I don't feel connected to anything. The only thing I feel connected to is like me, but I'm a new me now. So Mm. what we discovered is that she actually wanted to 
talk about and and lead a, sen- a sensual brand that talked about you know female pressure pleasure that talked about um, the demystifying of of all of that sensuality and pleasure for women. So she was like she was so afraid to talk about that, so afraid to like put out because she's like my family, my friends, mm-hmm. and all the things. So anyway, it was such a journey for her, a lot of healing, a lot of commitment. But at the end of the day, people think that this work, it's like awful and it mm. it's not easy, but it's also so f- like liberating and it happens and you're like, wait, how did I get here? And it's like, well, you just continue to go and go and go. So for her, you know, after when you have a brand that is successful and all of a sudden it crashes, like it crashes because you can't connect to it. You can't write anymore. You don't even know who you are. That's a very scary thing. And she's mm. like, I don't know what's happening. And I'm like, it's part of the death of mm. your business. Mm-hmm. your identities so that you can rise up and really do again so we did um the same thing that you do with like a human design i do it with um i don't do human designs but i do like energetic readings on the business like the soul of the business because a lot of the times when you have a um, a company and you think that you are it but the thing is like the company has a mission and you have another so it's like mm-hmm. a marriage mm-hmm. so we did that because the energies of our business was like you know i think oh, cool. she started it four years ago so it was a still like like good girl trying to you know compensate and and it was just like a lot of energies and a lot of things that we needed to shift but now she's she can't even it's i can't even it's like another person she's so powerful she's blowing up on the internet right now it's like i'm like can't believe woman it's so exciting i was laughing while you were talking because i was thinking like i lost most of my family members from following me like a long time ago just with all the like thoughty pictures all the witch conversation but it's like it's fine because i'm speaking my truth you know like you don't need the validation and approval of like the certain friends and family that you think you do. You only need your own approval. You know what I think it is like our, when we are catalyst and we are all of us for certain things, whatever it is, it's like, it is our responsibility and is our mission actually to fulfill our purpose even if that triggers people especially if that triggers people Mm. because the thing is is like whether they accept it or not you impact them in one way or another Uh and it's you know even I don't know like sometimes you know when when I I, the people that I follow sometimes are like so liberated I'm like oh my god I lived through you woman like you know (laughs) what I mean it's like Yeah. <laughs> and it's a little like it could be like I'm, I'm sure that maybe you know your family members or whoever stop following you like they don't tell you but I'm, I'm sure that a lot of the people just like live through you like vicariously you know mm-hmm. so and a lot of the times you know we won't be seen and validated and rewarded for it which is what we want but it is happening yeah. So for your client, um, do you think a lot of it is showing up for yourself and getting clear about who you are and what you want? Yes, I think it's understanding what you're doing and why you're doing it. Because a lot of the times when you start to check up, like, but why, why do I actually do this? And mm. what am I actually standing for? And who am I pleasing? And like the intentions behind what you do start to like crack the code of like really break down into all of those to to understand what's behind all that Mm. 
Mm. So it's, it's, it's a whole like liberation, you know, the liberating from like what you must to what you desire. Mm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. So when channeling, um, because like, that's how that client took that turn is she wanted to start channeling. Um, Mm -hmm. what happens when you do tap into the information and you don't like it? How do you get people through that? When they I don't, don't like, like it or they, they don't like it. They don't like they it. They don't like hear. it. Right, right. So actually, it has never been that really? they don't like it. I think, no, but I want to say something about this. So there is an artistry to holding a space for people. When I see somebody, I know a lot that I don't say because they're not ready for. So it's understanding how to deliver a message for their transformation. I think that a lot of the times, and and I'm sure that for your, for your audience and everybody listening, when we're witches and intuitive and we know more, a lot of our ego can get on the way and we want to show our gifts. So we're like, let me tell you everything that I know. Just because we're trying to prove, like, why are you doing this? Are you doing it for them or is it for you and your validation of your identity? Mm. And I think this is the integrity that we a lot of the times are missing in the witchy realm, in the channeling realm, in the spiritual realm, that being a clear channel and doing our own work, it's so important because we are holding a space for others to transform. We're not holding a space for us to be the best witch there is. Mm-hmm. So it's important to know how to deliver the message and to listen to the subtleties of what they actually need to hear from all the things that you know. Like if I tell you all the things that I knew, we will be here talking for three hours and you're going to be like, what? that's not going to serve you at all. (laughs) So it's understanding how to deliver that message and how to hold Mm. that space for them. So for them to be able to digest it. So it's never for me that somebody has been like, Oh no, it's more like, okay. Okay. I, yeah. Like it feels like it touches you so deeply that it's, it's like, I mean, there's always crying in my sessions. There's always some kind of release because the message Mm -hmm. touches really deeply, but it's never like, "Uh uh-uh, no, I don't like it. No, thank you. Um, No, I'm done. Like it's never happened. It's never actually happened before, but has it happened to you that somebody's giving you a message and you're like, no, thank you? Well, no, I I was speaking more like um, in my own tapping in, like for example, Mm. I, before leaving for this trip on which I was broken up with, before when packing my, it took me the longest to pack my suitcase. I couldn't pack. And usually I'm a really quick light packer, but I couldn't feel what was going to be the vibe. So I didn't know what to pack. And I couldn't stop hearing you're coming back with a suitcase, but not a partner. You're coming back with a suitcase, but not a partner. Like you're not coming back with a partner. And I obviously didn't like that. And I didn't want that Mm. to be true, but I was Mm. hearing it from a very tapped in place. Mm. so that's kind of what I mean you know the only thing that comes through as you're saying that is did you ask why you knew before like why you were tapping into that reality because the thing is another thing is this is important to know is that 
there is nothing that is certain. When yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna give this this little, you know, and, and come back to this. But so one time I was going on a trip with my boyfriend and I was in high school and my mom took me to this reader, this witch that read the angel cards. And it was like one of my first experiences, you know, going to a witch and, and sitting there and she reading my cards and she's like, okay, you have an angel that is with you. And I'm like, oh, yay, how awesome. And she's like, yes, and that angel's going to take care of you. And in that trip, you're going to make sweet love and it's going to be so romantic. It's going to be amazing. We broke up. I was broken. Like my heart was broken for like a whole year. It was the worst trip in my entire life. And then from there on, I was like, never trust one reality that mm. you tap into oh. quantum mm. endless realities available so mm. but with that said though so i'm very careful sometimes when i tap into our reality that it's not the present moment so when you come to a session with me i'm not going to tell you the future i'm going to tell you what's up right now and how we create the future that you want so but the thing is is when we listen to that thing and we focus on that thing we create that thing because we we focus on it so much that we create the thing. Mm -hmm. The thing is we can't control ourselves, the other person, the energies around all the things. Like it's so much that goes into something. So we can't believe one, one outcome because we will limit our universe and who we are. With that said though, Rachel, I think it's important to know that when you tap into that, it was probably the, it was probably because they're like expected or the ones that are like more accurate like this is the probability that that was going to happen was probably really high and mm -hmm. that's what happened to that so we tap mm -hmm. into expected realities and probable realities the most mm -hmm. that's why our life is really expected and mm -hmm. probable mm -hmm. but with that said the only thing that came when you were saying that as you tapped into that probable reality is when I hear something like that, I always ask, why am I knowing this? Is it because mm. it's kind of telling me to, like, I would ask deeper. Like a lot of the times when we'd receive those messages, we're, we just take that little thing and it's like, ask a little bit deeper. Is it because it was preparing you emotionally, energetically? Is it because uh, then you can handle it differently or that? I don't know, whatever that was. Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Oh, I love that idea to ask more questions. Because like in that case, I wasn't even trying. It was just coming in so loud. Um, mm. So I wasn't like, it wasn't on purpose. So I wasn't like totally. active with it, you know, but if I had, if I had stopped and been active with it, it would have been really cool to ask questions. Mm -hmm. So I love that technique for the future. Yeah. But that's, that's pretty heavy and intense. So I'm sorry. I know. And like my, yeah. oh my gosh, yeah. it's always so poetic though. All that's like <laughs> double Scorpio, dark emotions. They're just so poetic to me that I'll hear them in like the most beautiful phrases. Like you can pack your bag, but you're coming back empty handed. You know, like it's so, oh wow. so poetic. Wait, on the full moon, didn't you drink a wine bottle called moon X moon, moon? X moon X. That's crazy. <laughs> Where are you manifesting? You said that, I'm like, oh, no, wait, is it my fault? No. <laughs> no. Not at all. At no. the same time, I always tell people, and they've heard me say it on this show, I get usually pretty excited for people when they go through a breakup um, mm -hmm. because it is a rebirth and it's exciting. What it is. I've never seen such transformation as when people have breakups. Like, it's oh my God, my clients that go through up. breakups, I can't even believe. 
Right. Like, it's crazy. Like mm-hmm. one of my, actually she is, um, my community manager. So she helps me with my group programs and, but she's, she's had been a client for a long time. And when she came to me, she, she did Reiki training with me and she did a lot of my programs and all of that. She had a breakup. She's actually been in my podcast and she had a breakup. This woman like transform her life from like just a regular, like when she came to me, she's like, I don't even know if I'm intuitive. Now she's like full on witch, like living in a Spain, manifested like the job of her dreams. She's like a realtor now. She's making so much money. She's like, the other day she called me every day. She's like, I can't believe this is my life. Like, how did I do this? Such a crazy thing, but you know, so much that she needed to move through and, mm-hmm. and release. But that was one big one for her. I wow. love that. That makes me excited. So cool. Mm-hmm. So what shall we do for a reading today, which is I, cause we usually do a card reading, but Danielle, I'm wondering if, if you're able to channel a message maybe for our listeners, is that possible? Yeah, totally. Cool. I did tap into something before we started, but I'm just going to see if there is anything, um, anything cool. else that wants to come through. Okay, so just a couple of seconds. sorry that happens when we're releasing (laughs) so that's what's happening we're releasing a lot (laughs) i thought it was rachel i was like rachel pull it together (laughs) i love it no that happens when i tap into a collective um usually when i tap into collectives um I just release whatever they're ready to release. So let me see if there's anything else. (laughs) (sighs) So the message, the message that came through at the very beginning was uh, about authenticity and individualism. And it is that a lot of the times we think that by being like somebody else or being something unique you know when a lot of the times talk about creating a business or being a witch or you know now it's like your company is you or your business is you and like we have to brand ourselves and we think that we need to be special we think that we need to be unique and we think that we need to be just like anybody just like others and that there needs to be this like a special thing about us And when we're trying to find that special thing and when we're trying to be unique, what happens is that we are outside of our bodies trying Mm -hmm. to find that uniqueness and that special gift. And when we get into our heads about like, oh, what makes me unique? What's my purpose? Who am I? And we get so confused. And the message was very simple, Mm -hmm. but if you are you, without trying to be anything other than you that's unique and that's a special and that's different because not everybody can do that and not everybody can do that as you mm-hmm. yes beautiful. beautiful and did that encompass what came to you before we started as well mm-hmm. okay beautiful mm, yeah. Oh, thank you so much for giving that to the collective here. Thank you for, for having me and for sharing this space with me. Thank you. I know our listeners that will resonate and they will love you. And where can they find more of you? 
Yeah, I would invite them to come into my community on Instagram under I am Daniela Arango and come there and visit me. I also have a free healing meditation that it's just like a, I think it's 15 or 16 minutes, but it's super clearing um, and it's just super quick and nice. So I can give you that link and you can put it in the show notes just to come into that meditation. It's just an easy one that I usually, you know, I change it and upgrade it a lot just to move through that. So in that I burp, I do all the things, but you don't listen to that. You listen to the <laughs> nice stuff. <laughs> um, but it's a really nice one. If you just want to um, come in my energy and come in my vortex and be around in my world. Oh, I love it. And I know they mm-hmm. will. Um, and in closing, we'll close with the basic blessing. This is something we're each grateful for today. I'm so grateful to meet another reflector. Now I know too. It's so exciting. (laughs) Um, And I'm so grateful for how rich I feel in love and support going through this breakup. I feel like so taken care of and so supported. Oh, that's so nice. I feel that. I am really grateful for pleasure, for our ability to feel pleasure. Like, I feel like a lot of the times we go out of our bodies and it's like, there is so much here, so much here. So I'm tapping more and more and more into pleasure, into receiving things through pleasure uh, and living my life through pleasure. So that's been just delightful. And I'm also super grateful for more intimacy with my partner. We've been together for eight years and it just gets more and more intimate. Like, how crazy is that? So I'm so grateful for that. Oh, that makes me excited. Um, (laughs) I am grateful for fostering. I I started really, really doing it during the pandemic and it's just provided such joy and healing for me and reminds me how small we all are and just take care of each other. And oh, they're just so cute. (laughs) I can't wait to go cuddle them. I hear them like behind me. Thank you so much, Danielle. This was awesome. Thank you too for having this and for creating this vortex for all of us. Our pleasure. Our pleasure. Witches,